This is Commonwealth Real Financial Talk with Michael Widlake from Commonwealth Guardians. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Commonwealth Real Financial Talk with Michael Whitlake. All right, hello and welcome to Commonwealth Real Financial Talk. My name is Michael Whitlake from Commonwealth Guardians. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 617-380-3440 or visit my website, commonwealthguardians.com. And while you're there at the website, click on the media page to check out our past shows. You can also subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music. So few of us will forget the high inflation our wallets were slapped with in 2022. High inflation caused significant budgetary challenges for many Americans, but 2023 has produced good news when it comes to inflation. A June 2023 Forbes article, The Price is Right, U.S. inflation hits two-year low in May, shows a combination of higher interest rates easing supply chain challenges and more restrictive credit has helped ease inflation in 2023. As of this past May, the annualized rate of CPI inflation declined for the 11th consecutive month. So the article makes the case that the Federal Reserve is steadily nearing its goal of lowering inflation to its long-term target of 2%. Many of you will likely recall that in May of this year, the Fed raised interest rates by one quarter of a percentage point, the 10th straight month it raised rates. Now, while the evidence I've just cited suggests inflation is on a downward trajectory, things are still more expensive than they were prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. However, I think many consumers are still a little unsure about what causes inflation and how inflation might actually affect their financial strategy. So during today's show, we're going to offer up a little bit of inflation 101 so that you can make better sense of all those news stories about it. But before we get started, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who promises to not interrupt the show if we hear the ice cream truck bells, even though it's pretty hot out there today. Well, even on a warm day, I mean, hey, who doesn't love the ice cream truck? And nothing makes me feel like a kid again, quite like hearing the ice cream truck come through the neighborhood. And I'll be honest, in my neighborhood, my kids aren't very young yet. Most A couple of them are already moved out. But the ice cream truck uh, does come through our neighborhood every summer, has for the last 25 years we've lived here. And when I hear those bells, uh, I know the kids will be running to me f- asking for money. Then I would give them the money. They'd run out. And, of course, I'd slowly come out, let all the neighborhood kids go, and then i go up and get my malt cup. It's what happened, <laughs> right? Well, it's a piece of Americana, right? right? It's definitely one of those things that defines the a higher quality of yeah, life. Yeah, I would, I would say so. And as for the topic you've picked out for us today... 
Uh, I think it sounds like a, a great one, a timely one, Michael. I, I follow the financial news pretty close, uh, but some of the stories out there about inflation, it, it can feel like information overload and a lot of the news sites say, hey, the sky is falling. So uh, what do you have for us on this topic today? You know, this is the most important part about this today is that the doom and gloom in the news can be a little bit misleading. And so let's uncover uh, what inflation really is and how it is affecting people's lives. So uh, let's start with the Investopedia article. There's an Investopedia article called Inflation, What It Is, How It Can Be Controlled, and Extreme Examples. And it provides some insights and information that I'm pretty excited to share today. Let's start with the simplest question of all. What is inflation? At root, inflation is a rise in prices and a drop in purchasing power over time. The level at which purchasing power falls can be shown in the average price increase of a basket of selected goods and services over a defined period of time. Okay, I got to stop you there. A basket of selected goods and services. Uh, That sounds like the name of my first album, A Basket of Selected Goods. It sounds like an album title, a basket of selected goods. So what is that? Well, we, I think we should make that record. <laughs> a basket fact. of selected but did, goods. <laughs> but that's a very good question. Here in the U.S., each month, the Bureau of Labor and Statistics collects the prices of around 94,000 different items wow. from a scientifically chosen sample of goods and services and gathers them into a representative sample. From there, the numbers are adjusted to better ensure that price changes don't reflect upgrades in product quality, and they're also weighted to mimic consumer spending patterns that are determined by a separate survey of roughly 36,000 people annually. Oh, wow. Uh, That's really interesting. So um, I, I really didn't know that, that they use that terminology, basket of selected goods, but it's important to understand that. Now let's get back to your definition of inflation. So we're all on the same page there. So a quick recap of what really inflation is, is it's number one, inflation is the rate at which costs and good, of goods and services increases. It's also sometimes classified into three categories called demand pull, cost push, and built in. The most used inflation indexes are the wholesale price index and the consumer price index. Depending upon your personal view, as well as the pace of change, inflation might be viewed as either positive or negative. People with tangible assets like property or stocked commodities may prefer to see some level of inflation because it might increase the value of those assets. Well, yeah, that's a good definition of inflation. So when it comes to understanding inflation as it relates to our financial strategies, what are some things you think our listeners should know? Well, from a data standpoint, it's pretty straightforward to track price changes of a few products over time. But people really rely on more than just one or two items or even a small handful of products and services to meet their basic needs. These include things like grain, metal, 
fuel, healthcare, entertainment, utilities, and many more things. And that's why inflation seeks to determine the broad impact of price changes for a range of products and services. It provides a single value representation of the increase in the price level for all goods and services in an economy during a set period of time. A rise in prices means that our money can purchase fewer goods and services. That loss of purchasing power negatively affects many people's cost of living, and that ultimately leads to reduced economic growth. The article notes that the consensus among economists is that a long period of inflation happens when a country's money supply growth exceeds its economic growth. Well, you touched on this a bit with your comments about the Fed raising interest rates, but can you give us a little more detail about the ways governments out there seek to tamp down rising inflation? All right. So a nation's monetary authority, which in many cases is the central bank, takes measures to manage the money supply and credit with the goal of keeping inflation within limits that will keep the economy humming along. Monetarism is a theory that highlights the relationship between inflation and the money supply in an, any economy. The article uses the following example, which I found interesting. Uh, following the Spanish conquest of the Aztec and Inca empires, large amounts of gold and silver ended up in many European economies, including Spain's. Because the money supply surged quickly, the value of that money tanked, leading to very quick rising prices. Sure. And uh, that's a great way to put it. And we can get deep in the weeds, but that helps us understand. Now, before we go on, I'm sure our listeners are going to have questions about this and how it can impact them, how they can prepare for inflation. How can they get a hold of you? So, Anybody listening can go to my website, commonwealthguardians.com, and they can click on contact us, and there are various ways to contact us, or they can call my office directly at 617-380-3440. Shanna answers that line, and she'll be happy to get you on my calendar to answer all your questions. All right. That sounds great. Now, listeners, uh, during the show today, Michael's been talking about a beginner's guide to inflation. And uh, though inflation is down from where it was a year ago, I, I think it's still high enough that a lot of Americans out there are feeling the pinch. Uh, what, what do you have for us next? So in the same June 2023 Forbes article, The Price is Right, U.S. inflation hits a two-year low in May. There's a bunch more insights that I'm eager to share, including highlighting some of the common causes of inflation. Again, a rise in money supply is the root cause of inflation, though it ultimately plays out within the economy in various ways. A nation's money supply can be increased by the monetary authorities by printing and offering more money to its people. Has anybody ever heard of that before? <laughs> yeah, the stimulus packages, also, right? Exactly. Uh, legally devaluing the uh, legal tender currency. Also loaning new money as reserve credits via the banking system by purchasing government bonds from banks in the secondary market. Again, is this something that has happened here in this country recently? Yes, quantitative easing. So in each of these examples, money ends up losing purchasing power. 
the mechanisms behind why this drives inflation can be lumped into three categories demand pull inflation, cost push inflation, and built in inflation. Okay, demand pull, cost push, built in. How about some definitions for those? Good idea. So we see demand pull inflation when there's an increase in the money supply and credit and that stimulates overall demand for goods and services to increase quicker than the economy's production ability. This increases demand, which can then lead to price increases. When folks have more money, it can lead to positive consumer sentiment, which then can lead to increased spending, which exacerbates rising prices. From there, a demand supply gap is created with more demand and less flexible supply, which causes higher prices more money in the average person's hand then provides uh, a positive sentiment that produces high spending, which may drive prices higher. I, I think I have those dots connected. So how about cost push inflation? So cost push inflation, on the other hand, occurs when the rise in prices works its way through the production process. When increases to the money supply and credit funnel their way into commodity or other asset markets, the costs of numerous intermediate goods jumps. This is especially true if there's a negative economic occurrence during the supply of particularly essential commodities. Like during COVID. Exactly. Developments like these often lead to greater costs for finished products or services or work their way into larger prices for people like you and me, Tony. For example, when the money supply grows, it may increase a speculative boom in oil prices, and that might mean that the cost of energy rises and causes increased prices at the pump, which is then highlighted in numerous inflationary measures. My biggest takeaway from that one is that if there's greater costs for those creating a finished product or services, those costs end up hitting folks like us, like building materials go up. So remodeling and house prices go up, right? Exactly. Because those people that are doing that work obviously have to recoup their cost as well as make a profit. Now, when inflation rises, the average person is probably going to end up bearing at least some of the cost at the cash register. So let's look at built in inflation which is related to changing expectations or the notion that people expect current inflation rates to continue. As prices rise and people expect that those increases are going to continue, they may demand higher wages to offset those rises so that they can maintain their lifestyle. Those increased wages may then result in higher costs of goods and services as the wage price spiral continues as one factor triggers the other and vice versa. Okay. So I believe there are different indexes that are used to measure inflation. Is that right? That's correct, Tony. Depending upon the goods and services that are being analyzed, various types of baskets of goods, ha ha ha, our new album, (laughs) are calculated and tracked as price indexes. There's the consumer price index or the CPI. There's also the wholesale price index or WPI. And those are the two most used price indexes. The CPI measures the weighted average of prices of baskets of goods and services that are essential consumer needs. Think things like transportation, food, healthcare, 
CPI changes are used to determine price fluctuations associated with the cost of living, which means it's one of the most used data points for identifying periods of inflation and deflation. The Bureau of Labor and Statistics reports on the CPI every single month and has calculated it since 1913. Interesting. I did not know that. I mean, I knew there were these different price indexes that were used and that the CPI consumer price index is the main one the government uses when it gives out inflation numbers. But you mentioned the WPI and you said that stood for wholesale price index. I always thought it stood for wholesale pizza index, but that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> I, I could use a pizza I, I'm a, right I'm a now. pizza guy, but what can you tell us about the actual WPI? The WPI is another frequently used measure of inflation. It measures and follows changes in the price of goods in periods before the retail stage. While WP items change country to country, they generally include items at the wholesale or producer stage. For example, it includes prices for raw cotton, cotton yarn, cotton gray goods, cotton clothing. And though many countries and organizations utilize WPI, several countries including the U.S., use a similar measure called the Producer Price Index, or PPI. Wow, it just keeps getting more complex. Uh, a lot of uh, initials I, today. I, I, I told you this was a tough topic today, but I think incredibly important for people to understand. Yeah, actually, I, I just saw a, a news story recently that mentioned the PPI, so I'm glad you brought that up. Tell us about that one. So the PPI is a group of indexes that measure the average change in selling prices received by those who domestically produce intermediate goods and services over time. Specifically, PPI measures price changes from the viewpoint of the seller, making it different than the CPI, which measures price changes from the viewpoint of the purchaser. With all, within all of these different measurements, it's possible that an increase in the price of one thing oil, for example, cancels out the price drop in something else like wheat. Ultimately, each of these indexes reflects the average weighted price changes for the given constituents, which may then apply to the overall economy sector or commodity level. Okay. So uh, before we move on, this is a good time to remind our listeners how they can get a hold of you if they have questions about their finances, about retirement planning, income planning, investments, th those types of things. How can our listeners get a hold of you? Well, and making sure that inflation doesn't ruin their retirement plans, which is a big part of what people ought to be thinking about. And so they can get a hold of me by going to my website at commonwealthguardians.com. There's a whole host of information on there as well as how to contact us. You can also call my office directly at 617-380-3440. The very friendly Shanna will answer that phone and get you on my calendar to answer all your questions. All right. Sounds good. And this has been an interesting one so far. I'm guessing you have more insights and information about inflation for us that you're eager to share. I do, Tony. The June 2023 Forbes article, The Price is Right, talks about inflation's advantages as well as the disadvantages. Now, your first reaction might be like, what do you mean? How in the world could inflation possibly have advantages? And I get that. That's a very reasonable and human reaction, but let me explain it. Those that own assets like property 
or commodities that are priced in their country's currency might appreciate inflation because it might raise the prices of those assets, which they then can sell at a higher price if doing so makes sense for their financial strategy. The article also explains that inflation sometimes leads to speculation by businesses that are in relatively risky projects and by people who invest in company stocks because they anticipate the potential for better returns than inflation. So an ideal amount of inflation is sometimes promoted to encourage enough spending to reach a certain level instead of saving. If the purchasing power of our money trends downward over time, it might create a bigger incentive to spend money right now rather than saving it for the future spending. Increased spending might boost overall economic activity. Ultimately, a balanced approach is often thought to keep inflation within a desirable range. Yeah, good point. So the potential pros are higher resale value of certain assets and, I, and an ideal level of inflation that spurs spending. Uh, those make a lot of sense. So now that we've discussed inflation's potential pros, let's consider some of the possible cons. First, those buying the assets we just addressed in the pro section might not like inflation because it might mean they have to pay bigger purchase prices. Also, those who hold assets like cash or bonds in their home country's currency might not warmly greet inflation because it erodes the real value of those assets. Accordingly, people looking to provide some level of protection for their portfolios against inflation might want to consider, according to the article, inflation hedged assets, classes like gold, commodities, and real estate investment trusts. Boy, if ever there was a reason to work closely with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, uh, this is it, right? Yeah. So the article further notes even a low, stable, and easy predictable inflation rate, which some may consider optimal, may have serious implications for the economy. And that's because of how, where, and when new money enters the economy. When a new money or credit hits the economy, it's always in the hands of specific people or business firms. Price level adjustments on that new money supply occur as they spend that new money and it winds its way from hand to hand to account to account throughout the entire economy. Inflation drives up some prices quickly and other prices later. And this sequential change in purchasing power known as the Cantillon effect means that inflation processes not only increases general prices over time, but that it also distorts relative wages and rates of return. When it comes to inflation cons, there are three key things that we should walk away with. First is that buyers will pay more for products and services. It opposes higher prices on the economy and it drives some prices up immediately and drives other prices up later. Okay. Now, you mentioned uh, the Cantillion effect or Cantillon effect. Uh, that could be a ba- that could be our band name, Cantillon. The, Cantil- <laughs> the Cantillon effect, a basket of goods. <laughs> I, I got a, a music profile in my head already. Yeah. Well, we can do a concept album on inflation. That'll be the first album, I guess. Um, but uh, seriously, during the last year to 15 months, Uh, A lot has been written and said about the various ways governments seek to keep inflation under control. Uh, What does the article have to say on that subject? 
So each country's financial regulators bear the burden of keeping inflation within manageable levels. They do so by taking steps through their monetary policy, which is simply the action of the central bank or other committees that determine both the size and rate of growth of the money supply. Here in America, our Fed monetary policy goals, including moderate long-term interest rates, as well as price stability and as much employment as possible. These goals are designed to provide a stable financial environment. The Federal Reserve communicates long-term inflation goals to keep a stable long-term inflation rate, which is widely thought to help the economy. Okay. In general terms, what's the importance of price stability? So price stability or a reasonably consistent level of inflation allows businesses to better prepare for the future because they know what's coming or at least to a reasonably accurate extent. The Fed's policy is that this promotes maximum employment, which is determined by non-financial factors that shift over time and are subject to change. Because of this, the Fed doesn't mark a specific goal for maximum employment, and it's largely considered by assessments by employers. Maximum employment doesn't mean that there's no unemployment because at any time there's some level of volatility because people are leaving and starting new jobs. Monetary monetary authorities may also take extraordinary measures during moments of economic crisis, like during the 2008 financial crisis. The Fed kept interest rates near zero and pursued a bond buying program called quantitative easing. Ultimately, U.S. policymakers typically work to keep inflation steady at about 2% annually. Okay. Wow. So this has been a really interesting topic today, uh, inflation. Do you have anything else for our listeners out there before we conclude the show? I, it's a very thorny and serious yeah. topic, and uh, uh, but I think important. So uh, if you have any questions or concerns brought up by what we talked about today, visit my website at commonwealthguardians.com. Or call my office at 617-380-3440 where you can get together with me or some member of my team and we can answer all your questions and address your concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement that you worked so hard to achieve. All right. Well, thank you so much, Michael. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Commonwealth Real Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Commonwealth Real Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Whitlake at Commonwealth Guardians. Call 617-380-3440 or visit them online at CommonwealthGuardians.com. Michael Whitlake offers investment advisory services through Gradium Advisors, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 877-885-0508 and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Gradient Advisors, LLC, and its advisors do not render tax, legal, or accounting advice. Commonwealth Guardians is not a registered investment advisor and is independent of Gradient Advisors, LLC. Insurance products and services are offered through Michael Widlake, independent agent. Commonwealth Guardians, Michael Widlake, and Gradient Advisors, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be
be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.